hello, hello. It's me, Nadia, and welcome to podcast way number 48. And today we are talking about gather in a genius cluster. This is a really important concept for me and a really important one for me because it really is important to understand that we are not just individuals at work in the world, but we are part of a collective of individuals. And in being part of that collective, one of the things that we really need to look at is whose company we're in. Because we know for a fact, scientifically, through neuroscience, we understand that our brains are being impacted by the living beings that are around us, and we are in an exchange with them all the time. So we've talked before about this idea of emotional contagion, this idea that we are all catching moods from one another, that we're catching feelings from one another. And that this is what many ways has kept us alive, that if we were in a tribe, uh, if there's a gazelles in a herd and somebody hears something and is scared and they bolt, everybody else knows to bolt too. So it's a way of us keeping safe and it's a way of us surviving as a species. So this goes back thousands of years. So what's also true is if we surround ourselves with other intelligent, bright, smart, loving, caring, compassionate people, that we too are impacted by that. So one of the things here in this gather in a genius cluster is to understand that by definition, you have a genius in some area in your life. And, and the term genius is defined in many ways as having an exceptional ability or to be able to do something specifically exceptionally well or to have a powerful creative force. So you could take your definition any way you want. But one of the things you have to know is that somewhere within you is a talent and ability that may or may not be known to you or that may or may not be at full strength. If you look through history, you will see that most geniuses were friends with other geniuses. Uh, Einstein was friends with Mary Curry. Uh, we see that Helen Keller was friends with Alexander Graham Bell. Alexander Graham Bell's mother was deaf. His wife was deaf. He was really obsessed with sound and understanding sound. And he ended up working with sound and creating the telephone. So we see that genius people are oftentimes drawn to other genius people. We talk about the transcendentalists, about Thoreau and Emerson and Walt Whitman all being friends. And we see that frequently in time, People who are bright, who are intelligent, who are very creative are drawn to other people who are as well and that they all collectively are working together and are feeding off of each other and are inspiring each other. It's really an incredible thing. So one of the things that we want you to do is to think of what or how is the best possible way for you to get yourself in the presence of other people's genius. For me, I frequently go to you know, sites that have TED Talks. I frequently listen to other podcasters. I'm frequently doing other online courses. I'm constantly learning. I wanna see how other people are doing things. I wanna keep learning. I wanna keep being exposed to beauty. I go to galleries, I go to shows, I go to, to the cinema. Wherever I can find inspiration, that's where I wanna be. And you need to see that as well. One of the joys of being a director and working on a film is that you've picked a group of people to work with you. Actors, lighting people, audio people, producers, different people, and all of these people bring their genius to the set. And as they bring their genius to the set, you get a chance to be better. You get a chance to grow, you get a chance to mature, 
and and you become a better person because of them. So it's very important to realize that we are all impacted by one another. We are all in an exchange of energy. And if we want to be better, then we need to put ourselves in a circle with other people who are better than us, who are as good as us, who are bright, who are interesting. And we need to be very careful that even if our work is isolating, like even as a writer or even as a painter or even as someone who needs to be alone a lot of the time, that you make sure that you look to a bigger circle of genius. For example, perhaps you read books, perhaps you watch documentaries, whatever it is, but keep putting yourself in that energy. Keep putting yourself in that knowledge and that expertise. Keep watching, keep speaking, keep interacting. If there's someone you really admire frequently, you can uh, follow them in social media, but you want to make sure that you keep your eyes up that you keep looking up, that you keep seeking to be better, and that you are with other people who seek to make the world better as well. So as we grow and as we progress, we want to make sure that we focus on that which makes us better. And we want to make sure that we give time and attention to that which we have a natural ability to do. So if you have a beautiful voice, to practice. If you have a great ability to write, to write more, to write more often, to build that writing muscle, to build that creativity. If you're really intelligent, to keep learning, to keep reading, to keep feeding your soul, to keep feeling, feeding yourself things that make you better than you already are, and to look to other people who are doing great things. There's a lot of criticism of social media. A lot of people are like, Social media is the devil. You know how people used to think the Beatles were the devil or Elvis Presley was the devil. And now the devil is the Facebook. But the truth of the matter is it's how you use social media. So if you're using social media to really expose yourself to incredible organizations and individuals and opportunities around the world, how can that bad be a bad thing? And one of the things that we want is we want to create social groups and social clusters that care about what we care about and who are like-minded and who are helping one another. And it's very important that we reach out to other people. We don't just sit back and wait for them to reach us, but that we also reach out to them. And it is awkward, I realize, to be going around saying, oh, look at me, I'm just such a genius. And obviously you don't want to do that unless you're just an asshole. But the truth of the matter is you can be a genius and let your work speak for itself. You don't have to go about boasting or being arrogant in any kind of way. Oh, look at me, I'm just so good at this. Look at me, I'm just so good at that. But you can have a quiet, still confidence. You can have a calmness about you. You can have a depth and a knowledge about you that people feel and see and know and respond to. And they want that. They need that. And then the other thing you can do is offer to contribute in some way to other organizations that you feel make the world better, whether it's through volunteering, whether it's through giving money, whether it's through serving on a committee or a board, whatever it is. But you put yourself in the path of other good people, of other bright, intelligent, creative people. You find your way to them. Don't just sit on the island and watch the boat pass you. Get in there and start swimming and get on that boat. You have to have a certain amount of initiative that you take your genius into the world and that you connect to other great people who are also making a difference.
Many times in this podcast and in the course, 52 Ways and 52 Days and in the book, I oftentimes quote, that which you are seeking is seeking you. And that ancient mystical quote is really about the fact that if you are seeking anything that you want to do with your intelligence, with your natural ability or with your powerful creativity, there is someone who is in need of that from you. There is someone who will benefit greatly from you reaching out, from you connecting or from you showing up. And maybe you have some things where you're not very social or maybe you have some social anxiety or maybe you have issues around going around and being with other people. I don't know what your deal is, but you can find a way somehow, some way to connect into something bigger and greater than yourself. You can make sure that you're watching and listening to things that connect you to other great ideas. If there's someone you really admire, you can read their biography. I'm a huge fan of of that and of studying people's life. I was recently reading a book about David Attenborough and learned so much about him that I didn't know, like that his parents took in two girls during World War II to live with their family because they had been off they had been orphaned and that they were from a Jewish family and the two girls were raised with them and the Attenborough family adopted them. And you can only imagine what an amazing family the Attenborough family must have been that they did something like this, right? So what we want you to know is that there is a genius cluster for you. There is one operating and there may be one within you. And we just need to expand that and we just need to connect more. And what we're trying to do here with this whole Free My Mojo movement is to say, hey, look, we want the world to be better. We want the world to uh, succeed. We want people to thrive. We want you to live your dream. We want more beauty in the world. We want more intelligence in the world. We want more kindness in the world. And that is this movement. And we are so glad you're listening. And we are so glad that more people are joining us and that it's becoming a thing because that's the bigger vision here. That is what we're talking about. And thank you so much for gathering with me here for the podcast. It means so much to me. Thank you so much as you pursue your genius. It means so much to us to be part of it with you. So take care and we will catch you on the next podcast. Thank you.